genre. Hello and welcome to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us from the tricorder. Tri- nope, messed it up. You asked him right before you came on to fix it to for you, and you messed it up. Immediately. From tricordertransmissions.com, Jeff Hewlett. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, guys. Nice to meet you. Also from Slycast, by the way. Just throw that out there. Oh, Slycast. We've heard of that. Got to qualify me to talk about Rocky before we talk about Rocky, right? What's the Star Trek guy talking about Rocky for? All right. Well, we'll start with Slycast, and then we'll do (laughs) tricorder stuff the rest of the week. Oh, thanks, man. But yes, joining us from the Slycast, uh, along with former guests Mike Kunda and Craig Cohen, and future guest Jeff Ferry. Oh, I'm not the last one. No, Jeff. Oh, I thought I was the last one. You might have been if Jeff hadn't picked minutes so late in the movie. He wanted to oh, end of the fight. Okay. So. Uh, well, you know what? I got the, the art museum step, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got tra- uh, training montage. What's better? And than I got the training montage, man. That's What's It's great. Training montage. Some good stuff coming up. Today, we're knocking out minute 91, which begins with Mickey singing Rocky's praises, and it ends with the training music kicking in. 91 episodes? We've done that. Yeah, we're an hour and a half in for all those that are watching along with us. So last week, we met the cut man, Al Silvani, as Rocky was training. At the beginning of this week, he's uh, leaving the ring to go take a shower. But we hear Mickey still talking to Al Silvani, and Mickey's convinced. Mickey's all in now. He says, mm-hmm. says, says we got a winner here. We got a chance. A couple of days ago, he was a bum. He was a tomato. <laughs> he was he. And now all of a sudden, and Mickey's all in. I, you know, Wait, Mickey should make up his mind. No, I just think that Mickey's an opportunist, and I think Mickey is really just just jumped all on board, and he's he's looking at it as his shot, and he's he's. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Well, I think Rocky straightened him out earlier in the movie you know i think uh, there's that there's that great scene in rocky's apartment man i just think uh he let mickey have it he sure did there's only a couple days between now from where we are now to where he said to him do you ever think about retiring no well you should <laughs> so, <laughs> how do we go from what are we talking we're talking it's gotta be what are we like a week two weeks yeah where no he- you're right Telling him to retire, and now he's he's yeah. singing his praises. Well, you know what? I I, I wonder if uh, what Paulie's about to say to to Rocky about people trying to use his name applies to Mickey too. Tell me what to do. What? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I agree. I have a little spat over he's, here. He's moving my mind. No, no worry. Show. Man. You know what? He's not talking into it. Uh, I'm talking to you in a second. That's what we're gonna. That's the problem here. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. No, no worries, guys. Could you say that one more time, please? <laughs> No, I was saying we we're talking about uh, what what Mickey's saying to uh, the Cutman, but in a minute we're going to see uh, Paulie trying to mm-hmm. get get oh, the yeah. rights to Rocky's name. I wonder if uh, if Paulie includes Mickey in the list of people who are going to try and use Rocky's name to make money. Jake used a perfect word for Mickey, an opportunist, and mm-hmm. Paulie. Well, Paulie's worse. Yeah, he's yeah, he's both. been that for oh yeah for a lot longer. This is what uh, last week we had the conversation. Oh, I don't know if that was actually last week. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been yesterday. Um, 
we we had a conversation on either a previous episode or a future one, <laughs> depending, on, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this. Depending on when you're, exactly about who was more, who is the second most important person in the story, whether it was Mickey or whether it was Adrian. And oh. see, in this, like he, you, Mickey jumped on. Mickey is an opportunist. Paulie's an opportunist. Adrian is the only one who's yep. genuinely here for Rocky. I agree with you 100. percent I would have said Adrian, and if I had to pick between those two, I'd have picked Adrian, hundred percent. I read a thing on on something on a website where it's it it, it basically called Mickey the second most important person in the story, and I, nah. I vehemently uh-uh. vehemently disagree. I think Adrian is the second is the most second most important person in the story, but Adrian is the only one that's here for him. Like the, mm-hmm. everyone else is just you know is here for their own personal reasons yep. at this time. I think in the future, right? The future, yeah, can't change it. But right now, when he needs people most, Adrian is the only person that's, that is here for him for the right reasons. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. The, it, the Mickey and Pauly, especially in, in these minutes, definitely come off more of a of the leech variety. Yeah, totally. Pauly, I, I say more so than Mickey. I mean, Mickey's Mickey's just thrilled to be. He is a professional boxer by trade. And I think that fits into it too. That he's just happy to be back in the game. Yeah, but it, it, it's 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 painfully obvious though that Mickey had very little interest in Rocky until the title shot came up. Yes, that's you know that's the thing that turned Mickey around. All of a sudden, he's like, "Ah, you're the greatest!" And yeah. if if that title shot had never come up, he wouldn't even be letting Rocky clean the spit buckets. No, he turned his, he back. his locker away. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But they're self. They're uh, they're, they're you. You can't say that. I, oh, I can't. I wouldn't say that. Mickey or Paulie. You couldn't grade who's in in it more for themselves because their self serving interests are different. Mm-hmm. Where whereas Paulie's just money. He just wants mm-hmm. to find a way to make money off of this. Whereas Mickey is yeah. boxing. He wants his shot, his fame. His so exactly. they're. I think they're 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 different interests. So you can't really. I don't think you can quantify who's more in it for themselves. I think they're both equally in it for themselves. Just, it just seems different because it, Mickey's yeah, can come off as if he cares about Rocky, mm-hmm. but it's, he cares about boxing. Whereas Paul is just all about the money. You see right through that. Yeah. The motives are different, but the end goal is the same, right? True. To ride Rocky's coattails into whatever their desires are. Yeah. Cause he's the meal ticket for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And poor Rocky just, you know, aside from going off on uh, Mickey and, uh, you know, getting Adrian out of Paulie's house after Paulie was being a jerk. You know, it's it's he's so charitable yeah. and he's he's such a genuine, nice, gentle guy, you know, letting these two guys who I mean, he's got to know that they're not 100 percent behind him just because he's him and that they love him. Right. But he kind of needs he needs Mickey for sure. I, I mean, maybe he's just trying to keep the peace with Paulie because, you know, he's he's got Adrian. He's got to deal with Paulie for the rest of his life. Right. <laughs> So but that's yeah, that's a question that that has come up more than once before. Is like what's what's stuck his, with him? Yeah, but why? I mean, obviously, it, it's more than a friendship. Now with Adrian kind of in the mix, it's more like a family mm-hmm. relationship. And you see family blowouts all the time, where one just goes off the rails and acts like a complete jerk. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you're still all family, so you put it behind you and and move on. But yep. you know that one guy is going to keep doing it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Guy like Paulie doesn't change. And we're going to see it in the subsequent movies. He really doesn't change all that much. Not not a whole lot. No. <laughs> so when Paulie says that he he found an angle to make money off of Rocky's name, he says it's advertising. And he goes, mm-hmm. I know about that stuff. Like, What could he possibly know about advertising? He watches a lot of TV. 
<laughs> he, he also said that he Rocky needs to start training, eating right, and he's like, he knows he knows about that stuff too. Like he clearly doesn't know anything yeah, about yeah. training no. and eating right and not drinking and working out. Not at all. Not at all. And he's, he's and if the commercials that get lined up in Rocky Two are any indication, Paulie doesn't know crap about everything. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody has everybody knows that Paulie, the guy who thinks he knows everything, knows everything about everything, has you know. So he everybody knows a Paulie. Always scamming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Rocky gives him his blessing. When he says he's going to take a shower and ask Paulie to help him take off his gloves, you see how fast Paulie jumps mm-hmm. to help him? Because now, now Rocky's asking him for help, and Paulie's more than happy to oblige. Yeah. Well, you know, Rocky almost, it, I don't want to say begrudgingly lets Paulie, but I think that I got the feeling that Rocky doesn't fully buy into the fact that he's going to be all that famous from this and people are going to want to make money. He's like, yeah, okay, Paul, you know what? I, I don't think anybody's really going to be used cashing on my name. Go ahead. Do what yeah. you, do what you got to do kind of thing. Uh, where he thinks, maybe he thinks like, you're not going to make any money. So like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Just, yeah. yeah. If you can make money off my name, go ahead. Yeah, you're not going to badly, poorly invest all my money in a couple of movies from now and make me break. Right. Lose everything. And somebody, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and force me into a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, the Rocky five debate. <laughs> I think Craig already did that, didn't he? Or at least partially with yeah, you. Yeah, we touched on it. Um, who I think it was Scott Corelli was the one that turned me a little bit to where to Rocky Five. Yeah, to where I I could see you know where I, I admitted I think it's a great plot. I think I think the execution mm-hmm. was bad. Mm-hmm. I can see that Rocky argument. The plot was yeah, you know iffy, but the execution was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, wait. it starts off with two gloves exploding. Oh, what? exploding gloves? <laughs> exploding I mean, nothing, gloves. <laughs> nothing bad comes after exploding gloves. Um, it, some, t- some point during the conversation, you hear Mickey talking to Al Savani mm-hmm. in the background, and he makes a comment, something like, um, he goes to the body like no one ever seen or mm-hmm. ever seen him before. Where was that when, when he was killing him a couple weeks ago? Why didn't he throw that in there? Like, you know, you go to the body like no one ever seen before, <laughs> but you're, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Well, Mickey had to come up with a sales pitch, right? Now, now Rocky's going to be a, a big name fighter, getting a championship show. He's, he, so Mickey's got to be able to sell him, right? Well, maybe at that time he didn't realize what a great body. Well, fighter. you know what? That's another thing too. And um, you know, we're, uh, the training montage starts in this minute, but I think uh, the, the I don't want to jump to the next minute or two, but I think you know Rocky is also transformed into a different fighter at this point. Maybe he wasn't taking his fighting career seriously and not putting as much effort into his his training and his fighting as he is for this fight. So maybe Mickey really is seeing new things in Rocky this time around. Yeah, I believe that 100%. But when he says that thing about going to the body, I mean, obviously, we've all seen the movie countless times, so we know mm-hmm. what happens in the fight. But that that's another, at least one other um Example of foreshadowing when he was breaking the ribs mm-hmm. in the meat yeah. house, the ribs of the cow. So that's – and then now Mickey's pointing it out. So we know that his body work is going to play a part in the fight. You know, um, when you're watching the fights in Rocky, he goes to the body a lot. No one appreciates a good shot to the body in a boxing match. Everybody wants to see mm-hmm. the head shot, the yeah. knockout. The, you want to yeah. see the slow motion later on where the face goes one way and the <laughs> – you know, whatever. But – I was watching some Tyson videos the other day, man. Oh, his, his body shots were fun. God, he was brutal, man. Watching him hurt me. Ah, uh, you know, people don't appreciate a good. Uh, what are you checking if I'm on? What am nah. I? Doing? I don't know. You, you know, appreciate a good, a good body shots during. I agree with you, man. I, I now that you said that, I feel so fortunate to have uh, lived through the the Tyson era mm-hmm. 
when he would all the, we used to get together in my buddy Steve's house for all the pay per views, and it was a big event, man. That it was watching that guy fight was like watching art. It was unbelievable. Okay. He hit hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, did yeah. he ever? Those were the good days of boxing. I mean, you used to watch, you know, you used to pay all the money for the pay-per-view, yep. uh, you know, go to somebody's house or college fraternity basement when I was in yeah. school and you'd, you'd wait for, you know, the fight and, you know, obviously like 30 seconds later, most of them were over. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that was the disappointing part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was like the, that was for us, man. I was growing up watching Tyson and God, Holyfield yeah. and oh, uh, yeah. Lennox Lewis. And oh, that was a, yeah, the, 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 the comeback of George Foreman. And wow, mm-hmm. those were some good days. Yeah, boxing isn't what it used to be anymore. Well, the heavyweights nah. aren't what they used to be. The, nah. Some of the lighter weights are all right. Yeah, the Canelo G, Triple G fight was good this year. Yeah. But yeah, this, um, you know, Paulie never says sorry after any of his screw ups. Yeah. I think he's, does he, I think he apologizes after losing all their money in a, in a couple of years. <laughs> well, not, he doesn't really do a good job of apologizing, <laughs> though. He, he kind of, he, he passes blame, you know, and, Kind of gets that whole was it wasn't my fault. I'm sorry, but it wasn't my fault. Kind of thing. That's right up his alley. Of course, of oh, course. Yeah. It seems like right when uh, Rocky asked Paulie to take off his gloves, that was like the "Don't worry, we're cool" moment. <clears throat> no apologies, no explanations. Mm-hmm. Paulie always screws up, and Rocky is the one to move past it. Yeah, yeah. Always with the forgiveness, you know. Yeah. After he was talking shit in the meat house about yep. Ball and Adrian. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rocky moved on for that. Calling the news about his training, Rocky was pissed off at that. He moved on from that. You know, I said it's like a family type of relationship, but yeah. I mean, do you also think that he pities Paulie? Of course, of course he does. I think there's a there's a large deep thread of, of pity because I mean, you know, Paulie hasn't led the easiest of lives, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious, and you know, his anger issues are, have developed over you know many years of a of a not so easy go of it. Um, right. you know, the, the, the one thing though, that I've always had a hard time with, uh, with Paulie, especially in, in the first Rocky film was just a, the treatment of Adrian was just deplorable. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that Rocky stood up for her and straightened him out. Uh, cause that, that, you know, that whole scene of the, you know, the outburst in the house and Paulie with the baseball bat and all that crap. I mean, that's, uh, I'm glad that Rocky straightened him out because he got a little bit better after that. I mean, at least he treats Adrian a bit better, but you know, somebody had to set him straight and, and tell him about himself. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, that doesn't seem like an easy one to move past. No, that would have probably been the end for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. if that was my brother-in-law or future brother-in-law. If he pulled that crap, that would, I would have probably had to back out and disown him at that point. Cause that's, he didn't apologize for that really either. You know, no. I mean, this is their. This here is their first meeting since that. That was the last big mm-hmm. one. I mean, Paulie does sort of meekly come up to him. He doesn't. He doesn't come in like a. Oh yeah, like a hurricane. And Rock has a clear chip on his shoulder. You know, you can tell yeah. he's got the. He's dismissive of Paulie, but you know, you got to give Rocky credit for even entertaining Paulie at all, instead of just telling him get the right. hell out of there. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaks volumes about the character. Uh, in the script. Here we go. This is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm going to get ready for some light reading. No, not, not really here. All they do is um, Paulie says, can I use your name to make money? Rocky nods at him and walks away. So they're still, they don't really um, bury the hatchet. Interesting. Not, not, not yet. I don't know. I don't know. 
don't know. I'll have to read ahead in the script a little more, but Jay loves our script parts. Mm-hmm. The script. <laughs> some interesting differences, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Here we are. Here it is, the big moment. Yeah, man. The big fanfare starts up. Big training montage begins. It's actually the first notes of our opening theme song. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a uh, huge moment. Running through a scrapyard, holding, yep. holding some bricks in his hand. You know what? It, I didn't even re- I really notice that. In my, I mean, the first, I don't know how many times I watched this movie, I didn't notice he had bricks in his hands yeah. for a while. And once I noticed, I'm like, wow, I, that's, that, that is really selling the low-budget training. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I thought it was uh, like a couple of light um, dumbbells at first, but – you know, just really just it. one big dumbbell carrying two bricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the way the lighting is, it's it's still dim. It's really early in the morning. I I probably made that same mistake myself, thinking they were two you know smallish dumbbells. But this goes, you know, this is a uh, yeah. You know, this is what it's you know. He's all about. He's making your own. Uh, you know, you don't have the fancy equipment. You don't have. The money for the fancy gym and all the fancy stuff. So you got to just make do with what you have. And this is what, you know, Rocky Four, you know, he, always, yeah, uh, yeah. he gets gets his heart back by uh, going back to the yeah, basics. Basics, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need like eight feet of snow down at the docks in Philly. <laughs> it would have been just like Russia, Siberia. Well, we, we had our share of snow this past couple of weeks. So, Oh, uh, tell me about it. I, mi- I missed I it. No, I was in Florida. And, but it was cold in oh. Florida. It was 50. So there's no, there's no picnic 50. there either. <laughs> It was, it was in the ones. <laughs> it was rough here. I love the uh, the train going overhead too. Mm-hmm. There's always yeah. a lot, you always there's a lot of train action in this movie. Whether you're hearing it in Rocky's apartment or seeing it like run behind, well, it's you know any most major cities: Philadelphia, Chicago, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, the trains part of the city, man. It's like a character in the movie. It's always there. It's yeah. always in the background. Yep. Really sells the, the living entity, man. Yep. Sells the blue collar nature. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Sure does. Where does this one end here? This one ends very quickly. Yeah, right where we are, right? We just get the opening the opening theme. See, right, yeah. As as the camera goes around him, you see in the background that's the Ben Franklin Bridge. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it? it? Is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Which connects mm-hmm. what part of New Jersey is a Ben Franklin Bridge? Uh, it's it's north of the Walt Whitman Bridge it goes into Camden. Yep. It's not the Walt Whitman. No, nope. well, no, Ben Franklin. But I'm saying so. It's it's, it's north of Camden because the, the Ben Franklin Bridge is a little north of the Walt Whitman Bridge. <clears throat> I know, we'll have to ask Jeff Ferry because that's his. Uh, yeah, that's his territory. Map, uh, we could just look at a map, or we could look at a map. Yeah. Uh, I could not. Um, you know, TotalRocky.com has uh, a lot of the shooting locations, especially with the training montage. But I could not find this one. So I went right to the source himself, Mike Kunda. And I asked there him. There he is. Oh, Camden yeah. also. I asked him if he knew um, where that scrapyard was. And uh, his response was, of course I do. It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> it used to be called Delaware Avenue. Now it's called Columbus Boulevard. The factory is gone. Uh, I don't think we see the factory until next minute. But the open field is now turned into a storage locker facility. In front of Rocky, we see that big factory, but like I said, the factory's gone. It's actually just down the street from Dave and Buster's along the Delaware River. I've actually been to. That. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, it's right. I've been there, not far from IKEA, where it's where I go quite often. The uh, where in Philly? 
Ikea? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about equidistant to the, the Elizabeth location, but I don't have to go on the New Jersey Turnpike to get to the uh, the Philadelphia location, so that wins. As we know, the New Jersey Turnpike is a nightmare. They both pretty much uh, let off in the Camden area. Um, Walt Wimbridge lets off a little south of Camden. Uh, ben Franklin lets you pretty much right by the Adventure Aquarium, by the waterfront mm. Camden. Oh, right. So pretty much... But Ben Franklin takes you right into the city, whereas Walt yeah. Wimbridge is by uh, the... the the baseball football stadiums and the, the oh, Wells yeah. Fargo center. Right. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that the, more of a downtown, the downtown area or what, what's center city? Is center city. That's where Ben Franklin takes you. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Well, by the airport <clears throat> takes you, what women, right on the other side is, the, is Lincoln financial field and yeah, yeah. and those things. Philly yep. stadium. For your Go to the airport that way. Yeah. My brother lives right over there by the airport. Nice cargo. Is that cargo city? Area right by the airport, I think. Yep. Forget what it's called. Yeah. I think they call it Cargo City. Yeah, it's Cargo City. But um, I hope all our Philadelphia listeners forgive our ignorance. Sorry, guys. I've been to Philly a million times. <laughs> I doesn't mean I know it well. I know Fishtown, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, we uh, we don't know much. My brother lives there, right outside Philly. You mentioned that right by the airport. <laughs> <laughs> own cold man <laughs> uh all right that's the end of this minute already yeah yeah i know they go quick don't they they do well a minute yeah a minute took us what 23 minutes so that's pretty good all right i'm into it uh so you are one quarter of the sly cast correct now two other guests before you have talked a little bit about the sly cast um, why don't you give us your take on it? What's what's that all about? Well, you know, the Slycast is, I'm sure, as as the other two guests, Craig and, and Mr. Kunda, have told you. Uh, I don't. Did they, did anybody tell you? Did Craig tell you how the Slycast started? Not really. No. Oh well, that's a funny anecdote. Uh, Craig used to do a podcast with um, a, a guy by the name of Guy okay. <laughs> Hutchinson. Uh, they did a thing called Camel Clutch Cinema, which was about films that had wrestlers in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, WWF wrestlers, uh, WCW wrestlers, etc. And uh, Guy was part of what they call the Adventure Club podcast network. And um, we both had – I had done a couple of um, – Guy had started up doing a, a Back to the Future episode uh, podcast called the Flux Capacicast. And, oh, um, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, and Jeff Ferry had been involved in some of those as well, and and you know we were all you know chit chatting in the Facebook group, and somehow I think one of us, either Craig or I, we were talking about podcast ideas, and somehow one of us made the joke of you know we should start a Stallone fan podcast because all of us were talking about how we love Stallone uh, and and Stallone's movie career and all the different phases that it went through. And so Slycast essentially started as a joke. It was a goof. Like we're goofing around about it. And then we were like, wait a minute. That's actually kind of a good idea. (laughs) So it really isn't anything like that. And it was the three of us. It was me and Craig and Jeff Ferry uh, started this thing up. And, and, you know, Craig had gotten to know Mike Kunda and brought him in Mm -hmm. a little bit after we started. So it was a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. So in, in case anybody didn't catch the previous descriptions by uh, Mike Kunder or Craig. It's essentially a celebration and exploration of Sylvester Stallone's movie career from the very beginning. We go film by film. 
Uh, each episode is dedicated to a specific film. Um, and we've done, uh, we also done a couple of supplementals where we talk about, uh, we talked about Creed before it came out. Um, a couple of other, uh, Rocky for a 40th anniversary of Rocky. We did a couple of, uh, offshoots of Rocky five, the work print stuff like that. We, I think we did the, um, the Cobra, uh, director's cut work print. We did that as a separate episode. I'm a huge Cobra fan. So I actually took the lead for that one. Oh, nice. That was a fun one. Uh, it's such a great movie. <laughs> and, uh, we're actually just getting ready to fire back up with the, uh, the specialist. So the last movie we did was demolition man. And that was quite a while ago. So all of us are kind of involved in our own other things too. So, you know, life got the better of us and Slycast kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're about to fire that back up and, and pick up where we left off. So if you're a Sly fan, which obviously most of you who are listening to this, I assume are Sly fans, you know, there's a lot of great stuff that we've done already and we'll be firing it back up and uh, finishing off Sly's movie career. So I, I'm looking forward to diving back into it. I, those were really fun episodes. We got a great dynamic with the four of us. It's a, such a great time to talk to those guys. Yeah, I love the way you guys engineered and the way it's formatted. It's just kind of, you know, I guess for the most part, Greg takes the lead and then and then throws mm-hmm. it to you guys for for your opinions on certain scenes and and um, parts of the movies and stuff. It's really great. Yeah, we we ha- you know the great thing is is that you know you, you think you got four guys who are Stallone fans and there'd be a lot of uh, repeated commentary, but it's it's just really serendipitous how each of us seems to come at these movies. And the, the scenes within the movies from a slightly different angle. So, you know, people will be throwing out stuff that the other guys didn't think about. Yeah. And, and yeah. just the conversations get just really good. And because of the way you do it, you're not stepping all over each other. You're not interrupting each other. It really flows nicely. It's nice. Yeah. Like what yeah. You Thank, well, thanks for that. That's a big compliment. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Okay. You can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Rocky Minute. You can find us on Facebook at Mighty Mix is our listeners page. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com, along with a whole bunch of other minute-by-minute podcasts and just other original programming over there. Swing by iTunes. We don't have many reviews, so really like to burst, bump our number up. (laughs) (laughs) Also, me and Jay, for the last couple of minutes, the credit minutes, we're just thinking of combining, I think it's uh, like two and a half minutes of credits. We're just going to combine all three and do one one episode and hopefully have enough um, emails to do like a mailbag episode. So send any inquiries, questions, comments. Uh, I mean, if you want to trash the show, we'll read those on air. I don't care. Um, but you can email those at Rocky minute at gmail.com. And um, if we don't get any emails, we'll have to <laughs> regroup and think of something else. So <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we'll see you tomorrow on minute 92 for a brand new episode of Rocky minute.